Today and every day, Planned Parenthood is committed to ensuring that everyone has the information and resources they need to make their own decisions about their bodies, including abortion care. Lawmakers who oppose abortion are attacking Planned Parenthood, which means affordable, high-quality, basic health care for more than 2 million people is at stake. The right to control your body and get the health care everyone needs has been stolen. And now politicians in nearly every state have introduced bills that would block people from getting the sexual and reproductive care they need. Planned Parenthood believes everyone deserves health care. It's a human right. And that's why they fight every day to push for common sense policies that protect your right to control your own body and against policies that interfere with decisions between patients and their doctors. Planned Parenthood needs your support now. Now more than ever. With supporters like you, you can help reclaim your rights and protect and expand access to abortion care. Visit PlannedParenthood.org future. That's PlannedParenthood.org future. Did you know that it's Asian American and Pacific Islander Heritage Month? Macy's is highlighting some really cool AAIP-owned brands right now like Cardin, Kaja, Emilia George, and hey, Meve, plus you can help support college access and student success when you donate online or round up in store to APIA scholars. APIA is the nation's leading nonprofit organization devoted to the academic, personal, and professional success of Asian American, Native Hawaiian, and Pacific Islander students. Shop Asian American and Pacific Islander owned brands at Macy's.com or in store. Won't you date me a podcast where me, Nicole Byer, tries to figure out how I'm still single, even though I could take my shirt off and you go, ew, yucky titties, I would say, oh, you like them one day. Anyway, my guest today is an actress, a comedian, and a screenwriter. You've seen her on SNL, Happy Endings, Black Monday, and The Shrink Next Door. She co-hosts the podcast Bitch Sesh, a Real Housewives Breakdown, and then she got a new book. The Wreckage of My Presence is available now wherever books are sold. You better believe I'm talking about Casey Wilson. Boop, ba doo boop. Hi, Nicole. I'm so happy to be here. I'm happy that you're here. I adore you. I think you are so fucking funny. Oh, you're so sweet. Thank you. Thank you. And I love your book. I'm going to say right off the bat. It made me laugh. Oh, thank When you, you. were sit, talking, sorry, about being in the alien bathing suit. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> that really got me good. Oh. I, it's such a funny, great book. I cried at the end. I love it. It's so good. Thank you. I really tried to make a very tongue-in-cheek book where it's like silly, but then also maybe you feel a little bit. Yes, but it's not like here's a lesson baked in, but you walk away with a little lesson. That's what I want. People to walk away and just go, I learned a little. But I laugh my head off. <laughs> So thank you. Wait, when did your book come out? My book came out May 4th and I am excited about it. It's similarly, hopefully it's just funny, but also a little, it's a little deeper subject matters, Nicole. I gotta read it. Gotta read it. I've been trying to read just a little bit more because I feel like I've gone dumb. Me too. But that's, I like essays because it's just like you can pick up one and then either never read any more again. And I'm fine with Mm -hmm. that too. Or read half of one or read all of them or read half. They're little bite sizes. That's what I love. I love a little bite sized thing where you just jump in and then you can jump in again six months later. Ten years later. Yeah, it's fine. (laughs) Yes. May I ask? Yeah. What room in your house are you in? Okay. Great question. I'm in my guest room. Around me is just complete chaos and filth. And I turned on a little light for you, but I'm doing a show where I need a deep tan. So weirdly, my bottom half is dark brown. (laughs) My face is translucent white. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't notice until you showed me. But yeah, you are very, very tan. Yeah. And then do they tan up your face for makeup? 
They tan up my face, and I just filmed, I got to tell you this really quick, a sex scene. I'm 40-year-old mom of two. It was so thrilling. And it was comedic, of course. I'm like, can I get a real one? Like, let's, you know, but they're always like, you're the funny one. And so, but my... I don't know if I should be saying this. He's a very lovely guy, an actor, and I'm. I feel bad. He's wonderful, but it, there there is something of note about my co-star in this sex scene. Nicole, he was portrayed by a lovely man named Sam, Britney Spears' current boyfriend. <gasps> cool. Yeah. Wow! 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 He's got a body, yada yada. He's got a body, and he's such a sweet guy and so nice um, that it felt. You know, I'm like, all right, I'm 40 and I'm getting I'm getting somewhere. And I'm sure a lot more sex scenes are to come in my day. Wait, is that that's not your first sex scene, is it? I've done like they're lying down and then like it cuts to black, you know, mm. like I haven't gotten where I've wanted to get, which is like I can step out of my marriage legally. Like I want to be feeling things. <laughs> I want people touching me like I want a lot more, you know, I want a lot more. Yeah, I've never done a sex scene. I don't okay. think not like one where I'm like riding someone or someone's like riding me. Yes, that's what we, done... we had doggy style. We were really flipping it. I'm just going to, sorry, Nicole, to cut you off. Just give him a last name too. Sam Mascari. Go on. Oh, okay. Ooh, you guys were doing like doggy. You were doing different positions? Yes. See, there was flipping. There was moving. He was really funny actor too. Again, you know, so I had to get tanned up. I'm like, I need, I want to be looking good, you know? I love this. I can't wait to see this. Thank you. I've done many a blowjob scene. You have? <laughs> Wait, how do you do that? Well, he's sitting usually. <laughs> and you kind <laughs> of make a production about going down because that's what they'll keep. That's where the work is, the craft. Yeah. Where you're just like, ooh, and kind of like wiggle your head as you go down. <laughs> <laughs> like, I got something for you. Uh-huh. <laughs> and then where do you go, like camera-wise? Like, what happens then? Uh, the camp usually... They'll cut to him, go, oh, and then that's it. Okay, so you're just, like, dipping down next to him. Yeah. So, I like, it, it's never been – I have filmed my head going up and down, and I no, know that Nicole. the top of my head is going in and out. Stop. But they've never kept that. They're like, okay. Wow. I don't know why I feel like I'm titillated and I'm – I'm I'm feeling every feeling right now. Yeah, I haven't been blessed with one of those scenes. I see it in your future. Thank you Wait a so minute. much, Is this Nicole. wallpaper on your wall or is this, it looks like tile. Yeah, this is wallpaper and that's a little curtain. <laughs> oh, okay. It looked like tile for a hot second and I thought you were in a bathroom. You're like, are you in a laundry room? No. <laughs> this is a little wallpaper. <laughs> I like it. It's and a chair cute. I've been sitting in for a year. This was like a random chair I got at a flea market and my husband and I were like, we didn't know that chair would be our office. In our <laughs> bedroom. <laughs> I mean, I don't think anybody realized the furniture that they had was going to get as much wear as it's gotten. <laughs> yeah, this seat is really soiled. Yeah. Yeah. Have you gotten vaccinated? I got my first one. My first one. And two is pending. I, I volunteered with the city. I know people have feelings about it. But one of our actors on the show, I got COVID and we had to quarantine for 14 days. And I was like, I'm going to get this uh-huh. from, from, from our sound gentleman. I was like, I'm going to try to try to get this first one because I'm on set. And so I'm feeling good. But, you know, it's not I'm not out there. Yeah, I got my first one on. Was it Thursday? Oh, how and do you feel? So I felt fine until Friday when I woke up and I was like, mm, I'm the most tired I've ever been in my whole life. Better sleep for a while. So then I slept for a very long time and then woke up, watched RuPaul's Drag Race. I'll tell you how long I slept. And then now I feel fine. That's a dream day. You're like putting an end to a global nightmare and watching RuPaul's Drag Race all in one. Uh-huh. Yep. And they're still... 20 queens left. Do you watch Drag Race? They're going through the season real slow. I'm in and out of Drag Race. It's one of those things where you're like, I know this is coming for me in a way that will take over my very existence and Mm -hmm. my soul. And I need it. But then you're almost like, I'm not going to go to it yet. Because I know what it will be for me, if that makes sense. Well, just know that it's March now. I don't know when this episode will air. It probably still won't be done. It started January 1st, and it's still, there's like seven or eight queens left. It's kind of wild. Okay, they're drag, they're, 
I hate dragging it out. They're dragging this drag race out. Yeah. The UK drag race started after season 13 and is finished before season 13. That is how many episodes <laughs> are in season 13. Are we in a pandemic during drag race? Yes. Okay. They did a whole pandemic special. Stop. So they like stopped the season, showed the pandemic special, and then got back into the season. And okay. I was like, I mean, what a treat to see how you did it during COVID. But like, tell me who the queen is. Who's going to win? I need to know. Enough about your swabs. Who won? <laughs> Have you, do you watch Real Housewives of Atlanta at all or Dallas? So I used to watch Atlanta. I think I watched the first season. But since I've only seen the season with Bo, or not the season, the episode with Bolo, because it's a standalone episode, you don't need to know anything. That's what I was asking. I was just going to ask you to please just watch that one. It is so, it's such a good episode. It's the finest episode of television. It really kind of, uh, I like how it pushed do what you want sexually and it doesn't matter. Like as long as you had fun, everyone consented, do it. It was a dream. And then only Kenya Moore is like trying to track down and investigate who did what. So Kenya, nobody wants that. We're having fun here. Nobody. Nobody wanted it. She's jealous, I think. I think so. I think she was upset she went to sleep early. I think so. But seeing Portia, Portia's my favorite like reality character, I guess person, not character, on television. I've been involved in a campaign to get her to replace Nicole Kidman in the Lucille Ball (laughs) biopic. (laughs) And Portia, to see her with, like, a face shield on, watching a stripper, and then do Uh a comedic, like, slide down a couch sexually is one of the greatest moments of my life. It's very funny. All of it was so funny. And then them getting on a boat and just being kind of, like, hungover. These women are queens. It is so funny. My favorite franchise is Potomac. Oh, it's the best. Yeah. I love those women. Karen Huger. There's, I think it's season three. Her wigs start sliding off, and she goes like, "Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on." I bought her perfume. I oh. it doesn't smell great. Nicole, I did a live show with Danielle where I took Ladam's perfume. I call her Ladam, and I wa- we wafted it with huge giant industrial fans across the audience in Largo, and someone <laughs> left. It's strong, that's, you know, but I think it's for an older gal. God bless, you know what I mean. It it's is, like something my yes. mom would douse herself in. Yes, I truly think. It is a treat for a, a woman of a certain age. Yeah. If you are a little younger, it's going to feel heavy. It feels a lot like, di- like what is it, white diamonds that... Uh, Elizabeth Taylor. Yes. Yeah. Yes. That was in my house at one point. And I would constantly spray it and be like, this doesn't smell good. Does my mother wear this? And I don't think she did, but she just had it. Yeah. My mom used to have a Chanel-like knockoff. And I would mm-hmm. watch her, which you can imagine, like the real one's strong. The knockoff stronger and then just watch her like go up and down like you would with Bath and Body Works, like body spray, mm-hmm. just like hitting every crevice. And I was like, I'm going to throw up. But I love LaDom. You know what? Look, I want to show you something right here. Do you have LaDom with you? No, I have Robin's hat. Uh, Robin's hats. They sold Robin's out. Hats. She refused to feature Karen on the website. Karen didn't take great photos. But you know what I did learn? I didn't know this. Did you know this about the silk inside? Oh, so she made them for black lady. That's or I guess anybody right. who wants a protective thing for their head. So actually, I'm like, oh, it's actually kind of a great, not invention, but there's more to it than meets the eye. It's yes, first, yes, more yes, to yes, it yes. than these canvas hearts, these camo it's hearts. It's cute. I love mm-hmm. a camo heart. It took five months to get here. <laughs> and Robin wrote several times a lot of communication from her back and forth. And oh, finally, okay. she says before Christmas, hey. She's like, I'm going to be honest. These hats are nowhere near coming. And she's like, however, if you really need it by Christmas, let me know. And I'm going to (laughs) try. Like, let's distinguish ourselves from everyone that's ordered people that really need it and people that sort of need it. That's so funny. Imagine being a person who's like, I actually really need this hat. I did say that. (laughs) That was me. (laughs) I wrote, I really need it. I wanted to give it to Danielle for Christmas. I need this hat. I need it. It's very funny. Real quick, can I... So you're married. Yes. Uh, How long have you been married? I've been married for seven years. Okay. How long did you date before you got married? One one and a half years. Why did you giggle? (laughs) Well, it's shorter. I mean, it's not (laughs) not the longest amount of time (laughs) anyone's ever heard of. Yeah. 
I feel like that's like pretty normal. You date for a year, you date for maybe a year and a half, and then you you get married. And then you get married, yeah. And then we had a son pretty quick. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you have two kids, right? Yeah, two little boys. Oh, yeah. that's cute. It's cute. I was a nanny for a while for only little boys, and I had one little girl once. And I prefer the boys. You did. The little girls were a little, <laughs> the one little girl I took care of, she was just like, just harder. It was so much harder. She was like, uh, she wanted to talk in a way where I was like, I don't have time to talk to this little person who doesn't make any sense. Even though I'm being paid to talk to her. <laughs> I don't have time. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta pay me a little bit more if you want me to communicate. Okay. <laughs> Is this in LA you did this? Uh, New York and for a little bit when I first moved to L.A., I was uh, babysitting and auditioning on lots where I didn't understand that I had to get there early because they were going to make me walk a mile. Talking about you, Fox. Fox, Uh, Culver City, Sony. (laughs) Ooh, Sony is another fun one. That's a no. Where they're like, park right here. And you're like, ooh, what a big, beautiful parking structure. And they're like, all right, you're going to walk six miles to the opposite side where there's another gate you could have driven it on. (laughs) In heels. And then you're going to stop and get yogurt on the way out. (laughs) I was a nanny in New York. That's why I asked. That was my job, too. Oh, it was like a pretty sweet job. The people I nannied for were like rather chill with my audition schedule. And they were like, yeah, bring them if you want. Wow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's pretty nice. They were very, very, very good to me. That's nice. That's really yeah. nice. I, I had a nice family, too. Girls are, although, the, you know, those New York kids that are only children, there's like a kind of I don't want to say weird, but they're like precocious in a way that I don't love. Oh, yeah. They grow up super early because yeah. they have to get on the trains at like three and they know how a metro card works. A metro <laughs> yeah. card works. And I'm like, I'm from Virginia. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. This one girl I babysat for, God bless her. She, I would give her a bath at night and she, she would just take her Barbie dolls and just jam them vigorously in and out of her vagina. <gasps> And I'd oh, come in dear. like, ah. and I just didn't know what to do. Cause part of me is like, should, is this fine? Is this bad? You know, I don't want to make her feel bad. That is a shitty thing. Cause it's like not your kid. And then you want to like encourage, you yeah. know, sexual fluidity or like expressing yourself. But you're like, this is not my kid. And what if the parents are like, I don't, you know, and she's like, AC came in and saw this. I just was like, I don't know what to do. So I'd be like, Hey, that's all I did. <laughs> It'd be very funny if, like, one Saturday morning she was like, Casey lets me jam things right up inside me. And it's like, uh, what? What? And it's like, well, I didn't want to stifle her creativity. That was where my head was at. I was like, okay, this is bad, but well. I was in high school babysitting, and the dad was super creepy. I did not like him. And he was, like, creepy with me, and I was, like, pimply and round, but whatever. Uh, I, like, had to put the youngest one in the bath because the oldest one took a bath before I came. I don't know. It was always so strange that I had to bathe the youngest one but never the older one. (laughs) And, like, I put him in the bathtub the first time, and I went, do it. And he was, like, one and a half, maybe two. (laughs) And he just stared at me, and I was like, oh, do I have to do it? And he didn't understand what I was asking. So then I was like, so I just, like, splashed water on him. (laughs) And then I was like, clean. I just did it. I was 16 and I was like, do you bathe a child? But now I know, yeah, you have to because they don't know how to do anything. They don't know. But then it's like, I was always like, am I getting in there? You know? Yeah. Here's a question about kids. So kids are inherently dumb because they literally don't know anything when they're born. Yeah. Did you ever get frustrated to be like, why don't you know how to do this? Yes, I'm still so frustrated with them. I feel bad. I, I'm i like, I always feel bad. I get frustrated and I don't like to really play a lot, which was also a downside of me as a nanny. But I do get frustrated with them. I'm like, oh, I feel like I'm always hurrying them along all the time, which I feel bad about. You know, mm-hmm. it, it just feels makes me sad sometimes. Like I'm always like, come on. They're like, we're just trying to like put our shoes on. Like, <laughs> But I do get frustrated. <laughs> Yeah, I think that's a frustrating thing about kids. And you do have to hurry them along because they're always like, what if I play with this one last time before we leave the house? And it's like, I don't know. You can't. 
we, we have to leave. And I don't want to be with you anymore. We have to drop you off somewhere else. <laughs> we have to drop you off somewhere else. I need to hurry you for you to be with someone other than me. Come on. <laughs> yeah, go. I mean, this year I truly feel for parents because there is no somebody else during yeah. a pandemic. It's been a tough year in that sense. And obviously I'm not, you know, I've never been a beacon of relatability, but I will say like I obviously had it as well as you can, but it was fucking hard to have mm-hmm. two little kids like just trapped in the house all all year, basically. Yeah, hard. I don't know if I could do that. I would I would probably be one of those people that's like, open the schools. Who cares who's vaccinated? Just open them up and uh, we'll oh. take our chances. I'll wear a mask at home. Just open them up. That's what I did do. My little guy was out of preschool and everyone's like, you're sending him back? And I was like, yes. Yeah. Yeah. I am. I am. I mean, I would. I would do that. I just... I was like, there's a mental health component here, too. Yeah. At a certain point. And I am like on the edge. I've upped my Wellbutrin. There's no more up to go. Like, you're at the ceiling. <laughs> Your doctor's like, Casey, actually, no one else can get Wellbutrin. You have the, you have all of it. You have every single prescription. We can't give it to anybody. You've drained the supply in Los Angeles. And then she had to throw like something else in there. She's like, we're going to put you on. And this is a tough, like, God bless anyone's on it. It saved my life. But it's a tough two words to hear initially. She's like, so I think we're going to need to use your Wellbutrin, which again is a dose they give elders because they need a higher dose. And then she's like, and we're going to we're going to throw it in with a mood stabilizer. (laughs) Okay, no. I mean, I'm no judgments, but it's just I was like, okay, so I need to be on everything and more stable still. (laughs) Yeah. When I went to my psychiatrist. And she just let me like free talk for a couple minutes. And then she was like, you have severe ADD. (laughs) (laughs) She let you free associate for a Uh sec. And I was like, I feel like I was set up. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's funny because when I took, have you ever, may I ask, been on Wellbutrin? I have. And I'll tell you something. I quit taking it because it made me not want to smoke, which is uh, an insane (laughs) thing to do. It's an insane thing to say. Yeah, fully, fully insane. (laughs) Love it. Well, it curbs like apparently like obsessive addictive behaviors, which I have Mm -hmm. so many of. So it did. I kind of liked it. I apparently you don't like it for that fact. But I also it makes you focus. And so I told her, I'm like, oh, my God, I'm focusing so well. And she's like, oh, yeah, you know, a side byproduct of it. If if it makes you focus, you have ADD. I was like, oh, Mm okay. Okay, great. It's fun how you you figure out more things that you're like, oh, I've just been dealing with this. Anytime I don't take my ADD medication and I'm just like in my home wandering around, I'm like, wait, I used to live like this. How did I ever get a thing done? How did I do it? Yeah, well, we're all we're onions, you know, we are. We are getting older. Peel back those layers. Is that a quote from Shrek? (laughs) Doesn't someone in Shrek say that he's an onion? I don't know. I don't know either. But real quick, here's what I know. We have to take a break. (laughs) Newly is a subscription clothing rental service that's all about helping you have fun and get creative with your style. Shift gears in your wardrobe without a complete and expensive overhaul. Dressy stuff, trendy going out clothes, casual tops and premium jeans, sweaters, outerwear, vacation fits, you name it. For just $98 a month, you get a choice of any six styles each month. Access to thousands of styles from more than 400 brands with inclusive sizing. Fast, free shipping and returns and professional cleaning in newly state-of-the-art laundering facility. Plus, the option to buy what you love. I like Newly a lot because... Sometimes I don't want to like own a sparkly thing because I'm like, I don't know if I'm going to wear it more than once. Also, I have a ton of sparkly things and Newly is very good at like having a sparkly thing that I'll wear once and then I can send it right back. Newly is a great value at $98 a month for any six styles. But right now you can get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code DATEME20. Just go to Newly.com, N-U-U. L-Y.com. That's newly with two U's and enter the code DATEME20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. 
That's N-U-U-L-Y dot com. Newly with two U's with code DATEME20. Newly subscription clothing rental. Change your clothes. Spring is the best time to start a new workout routine. It's our yearly collective warm-up, and Peloton is here for everyone's yearly warm-up. This is the best time to get into a good rhythm, tap into your power, and build towards whatever you're looking for. Okay, Peloton can accommodate your schedule with a variety of class lengths to choose from. Even if you only have five minutes, there's a class to get your body moving, and I have to stress how important that is. Five minutes is better than no minutes. Peloton has a range of class types fit for every goal and mood. Move at your own pace. Peloton makes the process easier with personalized recommendations and guided programs that take the guesswork out of working out. So you can just jump right in, keeping your fitness journey fresh every day because that's what it is, a journey. And listen, Peloton has everything you need to get to where you're going. Whether you prefer to run outdoors, uh, row or ride at home, or strength train at the gym, Peloton is something for you. Ooh, the Peloton classes I like to do are strength training. I also like the yoga because um, I'm always trying to get more flexible um, because I love doing splits because I'm slutty. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at (laughs) OnePeloton.com. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. You know, there's always something that I really need to talk about. And thank God I have a podcast. But then there's stuff that I don't want to reveal publicly. So I talk to a therapist. And listen, we all carry around different stressors, big and small. And when we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get stuff off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist, and switch therapists at any time for no additional cost. And I got to say, that's very important because the first person you meet might not be good for you. So even though it's work, you got to work to find someone who like is helpful and is good for you. So don't stick with someone just because you feel like you have to. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash date me today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash date me. Okay. Hey, did you know one in five Americans have learn a new language on their bucket list? If that's you, make 2024 the year you finally check it off the list with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste time on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching so you're ready to practice what you've learned out in the real world world. Babbel made it super easy for me to brush up on my Spanish before my vacation to uh, Mexico. See how I said that? It's, it's better and it sounds like I speak Spanish. It just makes traveling better so you can like order food, ask for directions, and flirt with the locals. Me encanta muchacho! <laughs> Without having to consult language apps while on vacation. Here's a special limited time deal for my listeners. Right now, get 60% off your Babbel subscription, but only for my listeners at babbel.com slash date me. Get up to 60% off at babbel.com slash date me. Spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash date me. Rules and restrictions may apply. And we are back. Okay, Casey, who proposed to who in your relationship? My husband proposed to me, but I, I, and this is not me trying to bring up my book, Nicole, but I do have an essay be, about how I'm much more into my husband than he is into me, which is not like what you always hear. <laughs> like I am wildly into him and I think he's like, I like her, <laughs> but it's Wait, not even now you think that now it's gotten a little better, but I had to chase him to such a, a pretty sad degree that I'm like fairly confident. Like I, I'm not. You know, sometimes I have confidence dysmorphia where like I'm amazing. <laughs> and and I think 
Wait, you think that's a dysmorphia that you think you're amazing? No, no, no. Just when I was little, I was like, wow. I don't know where this came from. Like, I was like, okay, I'm blowing everyone away. It was like an ego out of control. Um, But when it came to him, he just wasn't really, I had to chase him and do crazy, like a lot of things you don't want to have to do and- that sounds dark, but I just really chased him. And so, you know, sometimes dynamics get set up where uh-huh. even if I think he is, I mean, I would hope he's into me. <laughs> but sometimes, you know, I'm still kind of like, will he call me back? Even now when you're married, you're like, will he call me back? Yeah. Sometimes we're lying in bed, you know, like we have, we'll have headphones on, like watching separate shows. And I'm like, he's not talking to me. <laughs> <laughs> and I also like hate him. So it's fine. I love it. And, you know, after a quarantine, you're like, I hate this person so much. But still, I'm like, did he notice me? <laughs> that is so funny. Because I think I'm like you, where I'm like, will they ever call me back? Uh, do they love me? Um, okay, please love me. And it's uh, comforting to hear that it's never going to go away. Even when I have somebody, I'm going to keep wondering. Yeah. And I think I will say this, because some guys I've dated, that's where I'm like, oh, you're just a friend. I don't feel that. Like, I feel like we're just pals, which is great, too. But I didn't feel that. And this was kind of the first time I was like, oh, wow, I really like this person to where I am like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we have been married a long time. I'm I'm certainly comfortable around him, but I definitely, I think, have stronger feelings. <laughs> Fair. I feel like yeah. most couples have that where they're like, oh, they like me more than I like them or I like them more than they like me. And I think that's healthy. Somebody has to be like the passionate one. Yeah. And I think it's like 51, 49. Like, I don't think it's wildly unhealthy out of whack, but so many women are always like, the trick is to find a man who thinks you're a queen. And I'm kind of like, maybe I'm competitive or I like a little danger, but I'm like, he might leave me. (laughs) (laughs) I like a little danger. (laughs) Yeah. Well, like when you're married, you are just kind of like, okay, this is, you know, this is it. How did you guys meet? We met on Happy Endings. Um, the show I did, he created it. And so I just ah. auditioned at Sony. Oh. Got a yogurt after. And Wait, where yeah. are you getting the yogurt? The commissary? In um in Culver City, they have a yogurt shop like a it's a, you haven't been to that yogurt shop with all the I toppings? I don't think so, no. <laughs> I have one. It's so unexpected. You're just like wandering along and then you're like, is that a yogurt shop? And then I thought it was like for sets, like a fake one. Uh Someone's working there. (laughs) And that's like my treat to myself after, you know, getting your hair done and going out Mm -hmm. there. Yeah. So we met um, on Happy Endings. I was dating someone else. And then we started dating like about a year and a half later. Oh, Two years later. Yeah. That show was a good show. Very underrated. Thank you. I think so. I feel like people really like it or they've never even heard of it ever. I found it one day. I was in my room living in New York City and uh, (laughs) Hulu was a relatively new thing or maybe it had been around for like years and I'm just like slow to adapt to things. But I was on Hulu and then I like was like, what is Happy (laughs) Endings? And I put it on and I was like, what? This is funny. And then I watched all, I think, what, two, three seasons? How many seasons did you guys do? Three. Yeah, I think it was all three were on Hulu. And then I was like, how do I get more? And it was like (laughs) a quick Google told me that there were no more. And I was so sad. (laughs) A cursory Google. Yeah, no more. Uh It was abruptly and unceremoniously (laughs) ended. (laughs) I mean, it's real wild because it's so good. And then I I don't feel like they promoted it because I was like, how have I not heard of this show for three years? No, no one's heard of it or people really like it or yeah, nothing. Uh, I love that show. It, it's it's really funny. And yeah, so that's how we met. And yeah. And then I make him cast me and stuff and <laughs> <laughs> made him put me in Black Monday, <laughs> a show where he's written a sex scene for me. <laughs> oh. He's the one that wrote that scene, by the way. See, no one else has given him out. I got to get See, him See, that's kind. That is nice. He knows what you want. He knows uh, what I he's want. He's more than happy to oblige. But this is what I mean about me like liking him. Like if I saw him doing a sex scene, I'd feel pretty uncomfortable. I saw his ass at the at the camera with a mask and a shield going left. Yeah, move her to the left. Yeah, move her to the left a little more. <laughs> <laughs> it was like nothing. Okay. <laughs> nothing. <laughs> Wait, so you said that you chased him. What does that entail? 
it just entailed a lot of like mind games that I thought I was playing that he wasn't even aware of. And like <laughs> one night I felt like I was texting him uncontrollably. And this actually became a plot of happy endings. I took NyQuil to knock myself out so I would stop texting him. Like just wild things. <laughs> And and then just like always trying to be where he was and weird. It, it got a little weird. And then finally I was like, I'm not speaking to him anymore because he would always want to call me and be like friends, like these long conversations. And I kind of mm-hmm. was like, you're not getting that if we're not having sex. Like you don't get to have that. We weren't even like kissing, you know, And I'm, but he'd mm-hmm. be like, want these long talks. Finally, I was like, I'm not talking to him anymore. Like he can he can he's gonna feel this absence and three months went by and then i ran into him at a bar and i was like hi and he was like hey how are you and he didn't even know we weren't talking (laughs) so upsetting i i was in shock and then finally i was like no i do need to date other people and i dated a writer he didn't care i dated like a grip he didn't care then i dated an actor and he was like i think we should start dating It's just funny that you're like moving around the set being like, who will he care about? A grip? No. A writer? Below the line? No. <laughs> Those civilians? No. <laughs> I've never dated a crew member. I find it so hard. I once was working and I can't remember what I said. Oh, I think I was like, oh, I like funny guys. And then one of the grips was walking by and I was like, ooh, are you funny? Whatever his name is. And he goes, no. And I was like, ah, he must have heard what I said. (laughs) I like funny guys. And he was like, "Uh, God tell her, no, thank you. He's like, I'll cut this off at the pass. Yeah, no, thank no. Although I I also believe that statement to be true, that he's not funny. (laughs) So I feel like that was divine intervention for both of you. Probably. I am very attracted to camera persons. Oh, I love camera operators. Yes. And if I can get them to laugh, I'm like, ooh, today has been a fabulous day. What a treat. Because they've seen and heard all, like everything. Yes. They're not even like, again, I saw the camera people during my sex scene just like staring off into the middle distance. They're like, what I wanted there, from everyone, like that. jizzing all over after. Like, I don't know what I wanted. <laughs> But how do you broach the topic of dating at work? Well, that's David was like, I, I actually I don't want to date the actresses. It's it's poor form. Like I, I've got this opportunity. It was his first thing he ever wrote. And he was like, mm-hmm. I'm not dating any of the actors. And I was like, you will. Mm-hmm. And then <laughs> I like we were on hiatus. We didn't know if we were coming back. Then we started dating again. I was like showing up. I made my girlfriends do a prayer circle. To try to get, I mean, it was getting, you know, I was like really asking for hope from higher realms. Uh huh. (laughs) Yeah, but it worked. I think it did. I just knew we are meant to be together. And I really strongly felt he just doesn't know that yet. That truly Mm. is the only thing standing in our way. Like, genuinely, I felt like I do know this one. And a tarot card reader had told me it was so at my friend Kulapvi Lysak's costume party. Oh, do you so, have that tarot card reader's information still? Yes, she is incredible, Nicole. Cool up and I, my friend, we just went to her on Zoom over Christmas. Mm-hmm. It was like the greatest experience of our lives. She read both of us in front of each other. It was so fun. Ooh, because I went to your astrologist. I'm just like following in your footsteps. And <laughs> she told me some great things. She told me I was going to find love this month. And I thought I had found it, but that that didn't work out. Uh, so... I don't know. I don't know if I'm actually going to find love this month, this month of uh, March. I don't know when this episode will come out. I've been banking okay. so many episodes, just like keeping on top of things. We've got 10 more days, right? In yeah, 10 March. more days. And I don't know if I'm going to find anyone because like I still I'm not. Oh, this will come out May 7th. So not that far. OK, so I don't I don't know. I don't know if ten, in, in 10 more days I'm going to find anyone or not. Who knows? Who knows? What kind of guys do you like? Um, well, I like people who are taller than me, somebody with a job or like, okay, I don't want anyone with a dream, which sounds very mean, but like, I want someone who's (laughs) taking the steps to fulfill their dreams as opposed to someone who's like, oh, I work at GameStop and like, I, I want to do this thing. And it's like, well, working at GameStop is not helping you do the thing that you want to do. Um, attractive to me, funny to me. Um, and then I like, I guess I just want someone who like pays attention to me. <laughs> yeah. I've dated yeah, so many 
many people who don't want to give me any attention. Really? You feel that? Yeah. (sighs) Maybe that's what I've just described (laughs) about my own current relationship. I mean, okay. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm okay. I'm keeping eyes and everything open. I, I agree. Like having a dream of like, and I want to be an artist. It's like, I need you well on the road to that dream. Yeah. Like I want you to have paintings ready to be sold if that's what you want to be. <laughs> yeah. You know? Like we're going to do even a little studio sale at the house. That's okay. But like, we're not just buying the palette. Yeah. Yes. I just, I want someone. And then I like, also, I feel like I want someone who's in the creative world just because I've dated dudes who are like, you're gone a lot. Da, 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 da. And I'm like, yeah. And then when I'm in LA, I'm working. But like, that's my life. That's kind of what you've signed up for. Yeah. 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 I just want somebody who's like, chill with it. Or who like, wants to come with me somewhere. Yes. And be, yes, I would, I would love that as well. <laughs> I feel like, <laughs> I know it seems like I have a bad relationship, but right? my husband is like, truly one of, I think the most genuine, nice people in the world. But yeah, I would love if he was like, yeah, let's all go wherever you're going to that weird hotel you're staying in and wherever, <laughs> Albuquerque. <laughs> it is so wild that, like, when you're on location, you're in the, like, it, it's going to be the weirdest hotel in this town. Mm-hmm. 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 I was on location in the first time I'd never, ever traveled to act, <laughs> but I was in um, <laughs> Oklahoma and it was such oh. a strange hotel filled with the weirdest people. I, I kind of like, I do, I, the one thing I do like about our business, like I, I, when I was filming this movie, I had a very small part in, but for whatever reason, they kept me out in Gone Girl. They kept me for like two months in this strange hotel in the middle of a parking lot with just mm-hmm. like a target behind us, which is a dream. <laughs> That's a dream to be in walking distance from. It was a horrible hotel, but everyone was staying there. Like Ben Affleck was there and the producer. And it, I do kind of like that food. We were in Missouri, like the middle of swamps i liked being like oh we're all here we all have to hang out i love that i think that's such a fun part of our job yeah it reminds me of the olden days when i used to do torco at ucb where uh you go to schools and do improv for a bunch of students who did not want it and you stayed at this like shitty hotel in the middle of a parking lot and there was like an applebee's and a walmart and you're just like, this is America. <laughs> we better keep it great out here. <laughs> We've got to. <laughs> but having those drinks with everyone after a show there, to me, there's like nothing more fun than just mm-hmm. like settling into an Applebee's booth. <laughs> I like when everybody has to be somewhere. <laughs> I like when I don't feel anyone's like going to make a choice to leave or they have an option to go. It just feels good to me. I like that too. Uh, that's why I like renting homes in Palm Springs. I mean, people could leave if they want, but it's like, you want to leave this delicious house that we've rented to do what? Go back to LA? Yes, to go where? When people tell me they're having an in-town wedding, I, it makes me shudder. I'm like, oh, so you want it to not be fun. You want people <laughs> to be like, well, I got to get back to my kids. I want people in a headspace that's like, tonight's going to get weird. That's mm-hmm. what I like when people and I feel like we're going to get that after this pandemic. Oh, I was reading about how in the 20s they had petting parties where people would not have sex, but just like pet each other and like get real turned on and then leave to go have sex with their significant other. And I was like, <gasps> I can't wait for everyone to get weird. I, people are going to get weird. I've got friends who are just like barely I've seen them have one glass of wine and a thing and they're like, I just got. A mushroom chocolate bar I'm going to do by myself in my basement. I'm like, okay, things are going to happen. We're going to have liftoff, which I, I love. I'm so excited. Me also, too. a little worried about people who are like, I found love during all this. I'm like, mm, how much love are you going to have when like you're allowed out and you don't have to be around each other yeah. and you can fuck whoever you want? And you bring that person to dinner with your friends and they're like, he's horrible. <laughs> He's I didn't even truly. think of that. That's so funny. It's like, yeah, there's people dating who haven't introduced their significant others to their friends yet. Yeah. But then I think also, people like did a bunker style. Did you have a pod? I did have a pod. Um, only Sashir was allowed like inside my house. Yeah. Uh, with like without a mask on because she wasn't really seeing anybody else. Um, but then I like, I fell down my stairs, tee hee hee, I dislocated my ankle, ha ha ha, so I had to have surgery. saying it. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so sorry. 
It's okay. Thank you. <laughs> it was like rather hellish, which is why I put the tee-hee-hees on it. Sounds horrible. Uh, but like Marcy Jarrow, who's truly yeah. an angel, she took me to like one of my surgeries. So I was like, I I saw people and I had like a little group of people that I saw outside. Yeah. But then after I fell, like that all went away because it was like either come to me or or don't because I'm miserable and I'm not showering, you know, as often as I would like. Right. As often as one would want. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm sorry that happened. That's kind of, and it's scary to have to go to the hospital during all this. And yeah, yeah, it was. And uh, I told the story on the podcast when it happened, but one of the EMTs was just like, aren't you glad we're all like wearing a mask? And I was like, yes, I am. And he was like, don't do anything. And I was like, why does it? Why does a surgeon wear a mask? And he's like, it keeps their germs to themselves. And I was like, that's why we're wearing them. He went, oh, yeah, you got me. And I was like, how are you helping me (laughs) with medical care? And and why should I be having to get you? You should know all this. Yes, it was. And then I went to Glendale Memorial Hospital. I wouldn't wish it on my worst enemy. Uh, Next time I fall down or something happens, I get shot. Truly, take me anywhere else. I'll die on the way. I don't want to go there. I'll grab you and bring you to Cedars. Mm -hmm, I'll bring mm -hmm. you to Cedars. Yeah, it was just, it was bad. It was bad. Have you ever broken anything? You know what? I currently, <laughs> no, but I currently have a broken toe. <gasps> How did you break your toe? I, it's so thrilling. I just like stubbed it. It's so sad. Just like stubbed it on a chair, a deck chair. And it. I've, I, re- I haven't felt a pain like that in a long time. But then I was like, whatever. And then I woke up the next morning and it was like going a weird way and is just kind of blue and pink and swollen. Ooh. But the and, but I, it's perfect because the doctor's like, oh, there's nothing to be done. Just walk on it and tape it. So it's kind of a great break for a pandemic, you know? Wait a minute. So you just have to, what? You just He's tape like, you it? could try to tape it to the toe next to you, but I was too lazy. Never did that. And then, <laughs> so just walking around on it. <laughs> oh my God, how wild. Yeah, I wasn't allowed to walk on mine for like th- three months or something like that. It was something insane where like, I just had That's to use crutches. Horrible. Yeah. And the house I live in, you better believe I chose I chose a house with a bunch of different levels. So <laughs> I had to like step down, step up, step down. And then ugh, there were so many stairs to get out of my house. So I was shooting. So I had to stay in a hotel in Santa Clarita. Wait, because- what? You were shooting during this? Oh, yeah, baby. She's a professional. Uh, <laughs> also, people were like, we're, we're paying you, so you better show up. All right. So, get your ass here. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, but, like, the producers were so sweet. They, like, worked out a little swivel chair for me to be in, and it was nice. Rolled you out? Rolled me out. They built an incline for me to get to set. I was shooting Wipeout, so... Uh, they built this like incline for me to actually get to set. And then I was like, looks a little steep. And then I was like, but I'll try it. And then the creator was like, I tried it on your scooter. You can't, we're going to have to get a wheelchair for you. And someone will roll you up. And I was like, okay. And it was so steep that they had to get two of the strongest men every night to roll me up. And I was like, I'm going to get a complex. This this doesn't feel good. I saw this therapist who gave me a phrase that really has helped me in moments like that, where she just says like, when you're doing something, you're like, I can't believe this is happening. Like it's so (laughs) out of body. I'm hovering in the atmosphere. Mm -hmm. You just say to yourself, this is where I find, this is the position I find myself in. Uh, Yes. It's just a grounding. Like Mm -hmm. this is where, this is where I found myself. And that's it. (laughs) It it helps acceptance come. (laughs) Yeah. Every time, every night I just be like, this is fine. This is Okay. It's a steep incline. Anybody would need two people to help them up it. <laughs> Anybody would need two people to push them up an incline on television <laughs> called Wipeout. Another time I was doing a show in Chicago. I had broken the toilet before I went on. <laughs> it like fell out of the wall. It was <laughs> mortifying, but also rather funny. And then for whatever reason, I hopped off the stage to do something and then couldn't find the stairs. So then I tried to like roll on the stage and I couldn't get back up. So then four very strong people pushed me off on the stage and Gabrus was like, oh, doesn't that feel good to have four people help you up something? <laughs> Gabrus. And I was just like, you know, this, you know, this is the moment you found yourself in. 
Yeah, I was like, maybe I'll like walk off the plane right as it takes off in the air. Uh, but it was. <laughs> I've had people like carry me on sets, and then I one time like looked over privately and saw the guy go up to the director like with a you know when you do the like cut off signal with your hand to your neck like no more baby like I don't have any more in me and I was just like ba 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 ba. That's very funny. I once saw Mariah Carey in concert. She opened for Lionel Richie, which is fully insane. I was like, these are two legends. Opposite day. <laughs> it, it was so weird. But he, she had a, a backup dancer carry her off set, and he lifted her up. And you know how, like, when you have groceries that are too heavy, you kind of, like, <laughs> bunker down and your legs bend and you move very fast? He lifted her up and realized she's heavier than I thought. We didn't rehearse this. And he truly hunkered down and moved very quickly off <laughs> the stage. He's like, just fucking get off. Just get was, off. Maybe the hardest I've ever laughed. <laughs> oh, it's so good. I love that stuff. It's so good. Um, Casey, I have a question. Please. What advice can you give me for when the world opens up, how to hit on somebody? Okay. How to hit on somebody. Are you on apps, dating apps? I am on all of the apps. Well, I just stopped paying for Raya because I, I don't think it's good. I think it's a rather racist app. But really? I'm on Tinder. Yes. Uh, it How took me so? two years to get on. And then once and then, I was on, boom. there were no black people. None? Not, well, I mean, a couple, but like not ones that were served to me. None were served up on a platter. No, they said, you don't get any of the black people we have. They are far and few in between. Um, and you're not getting them. <laughs> and you can't have them. A black with a black, we cannot. We Where won't do you? that here. <laughs> uh, but I'm on Tinder, Bumble, OkCupid, Hinge. I was on Coffee Meets Bagel, but I don't like that app because Why? you have to gather beans and it makes no sense. Oh, wait, have you ever been on an app or did you get to miss that? I missed it. The only thing I ever did was like the back page. It was like the first thing of New York Magazine used to have a thing where you could like, I don't know what it was. It was like a comedy place if you wanted. It's kind of sad. Like if you wanted to meet comedy people, (laughs) just like why I would go on to sleep with like 37 unattractive improvers. But like I did you dabble in the improv world? Yes. Yes. I think I think you would already move. Wait, did you do New York UCB or did you do LA UCB? I did New York for a few years, but I'm a lot older than you. Then I moved Mm -hmm. to LA right when this one started up. LA UCB started up. I guess I did New York UCB after you had left. Yeah. I started in 2008. Okay. Yes, I had left. I think like right then. But did you get involved with those improvisers? I hooked up with uh, a good... Yeah. Not like a chunk, but like a little handful of them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I like mm-hmm. an improviser, I'll say. I mean, I, for a, it's, it, I felt like it's it's like a comfortable, just like, okay, you know, we're comfortable yeah, here. Yeah, it wasn't like a lot of pressure because I'm like, you're a fucking nerd. You should that's be so I mean. lucky. Yeah, it's like, okay, this is just a thing that's happening tonight. Mm-hmm. Um <laughs> Although at the time I'd be like, I'm in love with him. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, and then absolutely. he'd be like, I'm breaking up with you, but will you quickly, can I fuck you up the ass? I was like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, this will not stand. Yes, I will. Let you. Yes, I will. Thank you very absolutely. much. Absolutely. I can't walk. And I'm crying because you broke up with me. Um, <laughs> how can I, what are words? God, I'm so bad at this. I feel like I just like attack any, any like one on a set. That to me is where I find my sweet spot. Because you're like in a dark warehouse with men. And I sidle right on up there. I just... Anyone on Nailed It? (laughs) They're all married. Absolutely all of them are married. It was funny too because like I was like... I always look for rings... And on the first day, because I didn't know anyone at that point, I was like, ooh, let's see. There are some cuties here. And I was like, oh, literally all of you people are married. And now they're all just, I love them. We have the same, we've had the same camera people since uh, day one, I think. Okay, so now you know them. Yeah, we got Rob, Rob as well. That's, I just learned his name was Rob uh, as the same as other Rob, but I learned it later. So that's why he's Rob as well. And then uh, (laughs) Bryce. Well, I did match with one of them on Bumble, and we were talking. Really? Like, time faded. We came back, 
And it was like, he was like so kind of weird to me. I'm like, wouldn't talk to me. And then I was like, why won't you talk to me? And yeah. he was like, well, I didn't know how you felt about the whole thing. And like, you're the boss. And I was like, what? <laughs> I guess I'm the boss, but like, I can't fire camera people. Like that would be an ins- like an insane thing. Yeah. But now we're friends and we text or whatever. Okay. 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 God, I'm, I'm so bad at that. I feel like I have to find something that's like an already existing something like Mm -hmm. where I can get in there slowly over time and like get in there with humor, little bits, little Uh bits. That's where I thrive is like humor, leading with some humor and then Mm -hmm. like trying to wear a cute outfit and being like, oh, see, I'm also this. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe I should wear cute outfits to set because I always look like a trash bag. I did start doing that, I will say, because I mm. always am rolling in in like a thick sweat like I'm wearing now. And I don't know, like when I had broken up with my boyfriend, I was like, I'm going to try just a little something on set. But I, I don't know. I, I don't. This isn't great advice. I realize. <laughs> have Do you have friends set you up? Um, no, because anytime I've ever asked a friend if uh, they know someone who's single or if their partner knows someone who's single, they go, "Ugh, Nicole, they're single for a reason. I would hook you up with them, but like, I just don't know if it's going to be a good fit because like they're bad. And then I was like, what if people ask about me and I'm your one <laughs> single friend? Do you say I'm bad to the, like, I don't know. I don't know what people are saying about me. Um, but yeah, truly, I have everyone I've ever asked is like, I have one single friend and they're bad for you. I don't think they're saying that about you. How could they possibly? Although I was thinking that I'm like, what a rude thing to say. Like they're <laughs> they're single for it's so fucking rude. But it's you're so, so beautiful rude. and funny. Wait, do you have any single friends? Well, see, this is why my head is turning because I do think I have someone and I don't think anyone who's like single to me. It's like, OK, yeah, they've probably been in something and it's gone south as many things do mm-hmm. i might have someone okay <gasps> oh what a dream that would be but i, I might do have think someone. after the pandemic like i'm gonna have good luck because people are gonna be like more open and marriages will end yes and- that's what i'm also <laughs> was gonna just bring up i think we really set our sights on the crumbling of beloved unions yes yes uh that feels nice it does feel nice. And then Pick, you you're know. picking up pieces, but we don't want to pick up too many. Like first you just like having sex, having fun. And then after people have processed a little bit. Yes. There you are. I'm there to swoop in and say, hi, I'm more fun than your quarantine friend was. <laughs> <sighs> I don't know. Who knows, Casey? But I'm hoping or not hoping. I do think 2021 is going to be my year. Yeah. And I said this all of 2019 about 2020 and people really love to bring up that I said that, but I, (laughs) (laughs) I've said it about every year. (laughs) I mean, if you don't say it, why aren't you betting on yourself? Right. Do you know what I mean? Totally. And I, we all have to have our hope about everything. Like, yeah, I love it. That's what I think. And I was like, 2020 was like a bad year, but also some fun things happened. A couple of nice things. Did you shoot a lot during this year? Yes and no. So I did nailed it. That was announced. That comes out. uh, That came out March, March 26th. And then I shot Wipeout and then I shot a pilot. Uh, So like I did do like a like a solid amount. You did a lot. Yeah, I did. A, I did. OK. One of the regrets of my life is that I got asked to do Nailed It and I was like nine months pregnant and I was having this thing called like lightning crotch where you feel like shooting pains in your vagina. And I was just like, I don't think I've worked like the entire pregnancy. I just don't think I can like pull myself together to do this. And then I was like, but could I please do it another time? And I haven't been asked. And I, I'm going to email Sam, the casting person again, and just say, can I please come on? And it's tough yes, to say please. no to a direct offer you know <laughs> like I rare, I'm always like and I understand if you don't want it, I'm just gonna be like hey could I come on Please. yeah ask uh they had a hard time casting this year because it was the pandemic they should have known I have no dignity or sense of life or health like they could have come a calling right here <laughs> I would have been I, great um I mean hopefully we'll come back for another season I hope so I feel it's- like it's everyone's favorite show a lot of children like it. I made a video for my friend's 
boyfriend's friend's child. <laughs> what a fun little <laughs> yeah. loop down. But um, he was I'd like, rather not have to hit every branch on the way down. Like, let's just do one degree of separation for a video. Mm-hmm. Just, just a little too too specific. But um, he was like, I know this is annoying, but like, do you mind? And I was like, no, I don't mind. I don't mind when like a friend asks. Yeah. So I just like said, happy birthday, whatever the kid's name was. And then my friend's, <laughs> my friend's boyfriend sent me a video of this kid who just started slowly crying so like the video was like, who's your favorite person on Netflix? And he goes, Nicole. And then his mother plays the video where I just truly just said, happy birthday, the kid's name. And then he just soundlessly started crying. <laughs> and I was like, I did not realize how the much impact. the children liked me. Yes, the impact. You know, you have such a huge, I have so many friends who they love the show too. And then they're like, our kids, I mean, you are, I mean, you're everything. I feel like Steve from Blue's Clues. <laughs> How dare you? Don't do don't put yourself in that category, please. I won't have that. But remember when we did that pilot and those like little girls were coming up to you and you were making me laugh yes. so hard because you were like, I don't I, I maybe I don't know if you want people to know around, but you're like, I don't want these kids to follow me on Instagram. So I I really try to like make the raciest content. <laughs> I yeah, because if you like do like a branding thing with an alcohol company and you have too many people under 21 who follow you, they'll drop you because you're like advertising to minors. Also, they were just... No, we need money. So they weren't annoying. I won't say that uh, in case they listen to this. Uh, they were very sweet children. It was just like children stare and then you're like, <laughs> what? Yeah. And then they're like, nothing. And you're like, okay, I don't know what you... Like, I, you can't articulate what you want. I don't know how to ask you what you want. So then it just turns into this weird stare off. Yeah, they they were just like staring at you from across the room with like a very <laughs> steady gaze. I don't know why I'm talking about acting so much. I never, I really don't care about this industry. But I will say, like, I hate when I'm with kid actors and it's like the time comes where they're with me on set and like the parents have fallen away. Mm -hmm. I'm like suddenly taking care of them. I'm like, is anybody <laughs> gonna come and fucking take these kids away from me? Like, I do this at home. Well, I do a thing. I don't think it's rude, but I had a scene with just like, I don't know, a gaggle of children. There was, I don't know, eight, eight year olds. And they were all precocious and like very funny and like in between takes would tell me like stories. And I was like, <laughs> <Yeah>. OK, <laughs> you're not bad. But like when we would go for another setup, I'd be like, OK, bye, kids. I'll be back. And then I would like immediately leave. And they yeah. seemed perfectly fine with that if I just announced that I was leaving <laughs> yeah because otherwise they'd be like do you want to hear another story about how I uh, dropped a turtle in a pool and then I uh, <laughs> fished him out and fed him macaroni and you're like no no, no I don't want it no I don't <laughs> no I don't <laughs> okay Casey we've reached the end I could talk to you honestly for hours but mm, you're a busy lady and you got things to do <laughs> But I ask <laughs> all of my guests this. Uh, would you date me? Yes. <gasps> I'm going to come so, so sincerely with a yes. You have my favorite laugh of anyone on planet Earth, Nicole. You have <laughs> the warmest, you. most fun, uplifting, joyous laugh. It makes me so happy. <sighs> Thank you. I really, I, 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 when I listen to your podcast and I hear you like really laugh, when you're like, mm -hmm. <laughs> like I love her so much. <laughs> Thank you so much. I think you are just a bundle of joy. You make me laugh. Just you do like a lot of not to keep talking about acting, but like watching you work, you you do a lot of like very small things, and then you'll like change it. It's very nuanced. You give a very nuanced performance that has a lot of thought and uh, you give editors a lot to choose from. And like that was very fun to watch. You're so sweet because most every director is like, too big. Bring it down. <laughs> this isn't the fucking carnival. Like, <laughs> please. Maybe I like watching it because I'm like, mm, she does what I do. <laughs> yeah, I'm just like, here's the most <laughs> you're good. You could get. Oh, thank you for having me. Oh, thank you so much for doing this. Um, do you have anything that you would like to promote? I don't just my book, I would say uh, the wreckage of my presence. I did an audiobook and it's I think about a lot of funny things, sex and female friendships and death of parents and grief. And I think it's funny and there's a little something else in there. 
Wait, do you have two dead parents or one dead parent? I have one, but I sort of watching my parents lose both of their parents, but I lost my mom about 17 years ago. So that's sort of a, a big component of the book. And I know you lost your parents young. Wow. We could have gotten into that. Maybe I'll have you be my second repeat guest and we'll talk about dead parents. I have a lot to say on that topic. <laughs> I'm curious. Maybe I will have you back. Will you come back? Please. I would love to. I would love to. Yes, that is. And you obviously have have lost both your parents, but forging that identity without, you know, a, a person in your corner that you're imagining should be there is very, very difficult. And yeah, you've- it's real wild. And then sometimes even now I'll be like, are you proud of me? Just like screaming to oh, the heavens. <laughs> 100%. No one I, has answered. No one's gotten back. But I, I've i asked for signs, not gotten them, you know, but I, <laughs> I, I, yeah, someone was saying to me like, I don't put my kids on Instagram. Like, I think that's, and I was like, you know what? And I, they were not expecting this answer. I was like, you know why I put them out there? Because I don't have a mom to tell me she loves my kids. So I will take validation from strangers and I want them to be proud of my kids and to see them. And maybe my mom will see them. And they were like, oh boy. I mean, what a funny answer. That's also super vulnerable and like real. But that's the truth. I'm like, I do want people to see them. I love them so much. And I don't have someone to send these photos to. So I'm going to have everyone else look at them. I fucking, I love that. And might make sense to why I post some stuff where I'm like, please, my mother would uh, congratulate me on this. So you all can. Yes. And give me some likes, please. And I Just urge all of you to some likes. <laughs> give me some likes. <laughs> well, if you liked this episode of Why Won't You Date Me, you can rate it. You can subscribe on Apple Podcasts. Uh, if you write me something nasty, I'll, I'll read it. But this, okay, someone didn't write this for me. But this is something I found on, uh, on Hinge. This person said, I'm looking for who is also... It should be someone who is, but it just says, who is 420 friendly, smiley face with the tongue. It's been a year since I've cuddled and had fun with some someone. Friends with benefits, ideally, if you are looking for the same. And I forgot to screenshot that part, the part of their um, profile where it says vaccinated. <laughs> <laughs> and I was just like, oh, I love this new uh, this new era we're in where people are like vaccinated. You want to cuddle and love up on me? They're like half vaxxed. This just- <laughs> dystopian fucking world like I wanted to have sex and I'm half ax I'm a week out from my second one it's so disturbing but I love it it's the new world we live in I'm half ax guys come April she'll be a fucking (laughs) okay bye bye okay bye bye that's it for why won't you date me with me Nicole Byer why won't you date me is produced and engineered by Oh, the sweetest woman I know, Marissa Melnick. It is executive produced by other wonderful people, Adam Sachs, Joanna Solotaroff, and Jeff Ross. Thanks for listening. I love you. Thank you so much. We'll be seeing you next Friday with a brand new episode. What a treat. What a dream. <laughs> this has been a Team Coco production. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com.